Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to Contemporary Mind Podcast. Today is something brand new. We're actually in the car right now. I picked up my uh, co-host. He's in the car sitting down right next to me. His name is Juan Diego. Just came from New York and Miami, right? Yep. Both Big both trip. places. Big trips. So we're gonna, he's going to talk about that a little bit today. Go ahead, Juan Diego. Take it away. Well, this trip was interesting. Really? How so? Yeah. Well, it was actually cheaper for me to travel in than to stay here. Really? Yeah. How so? How so? Because because I'm an international student, so like yeah. we usually when we arrive here, we stay with a homestay program. Okay. And with a homestay program, basically it says that if you travel for three weeks, you get charged half rent. Okay. So, so if you travel three weeks, like out of out of like California kind of thing, or where you're staying, I basically Anywhere? exit the house. Okay. Exit the house. Exit the house yeah. for three weeks. Got it. You get charged half rent, so that's nice. basically a hundred four hundred and fifty dollars that I basically use to travel. Wait, so why why did why does it why does a program I would for lack of a better word force you to get out of the house and and travel around? It doesn't force you, but it because internationals like are gonna go home at some point to visit their family, either for Christmas or for summer break. Yeah. Uh, so as a way to like, okay. You can keep your house. Like I think, like a motivate, like a motivation, like to stay with a homestay program is um, that hey, if you're good, we know you're gonna travel. So when you travel, you get you you'll get charged half rent. Oh, so okay, that's really dope. Okay, so how much did this all like going to Miami, New York? How much did that cost you overall? I'd say overall, the four hundred and fifty dollars, like precisely, precisely, like wow. just in, just in travels. That's crazy. And how about now adding like expenses and gifts that you bought probably for yourself? Okay, then okay, <laughs> then of course, then the price goes goes a yeah. little bit more. But uh, okay, I have to give some background to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, Juan Diego here loves gifts. Like loves, I, I don't even say gifts. I would just say like, what would you say? Maybe accessories. <laughs> I like innovative things. You <laughs> <laughs> said innovative. Yes, innovative things. You know, so you go to a convenience shop or a convenience store, you go to a toy store, or you just go to a local shop that, like, say you're a tourist and you go to those local shops. Juan Diego is a person to take with you because he's going to buy at least one item from that shop. Yes. yes. The crazier the better. The crazier the better. Okay, so my question to you on this trip, before you go into, like, your itinerary, what's, like, the craziest thing that you bought on this trip? <laughs> and you're holding it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those who cannot see, is like, have you seen the in all the movies of the Statue of Liberty, the yeah. gift shop? They sell like the crown, the crown, of the statue. Yeah, and you of put Liberty. it on your head. Kind yes, of thing. <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> How much did that cost? Three dollars. Three dollars? Would you say it's worth it? It was so freaking worth it. Like I've seen this thing in so many movies. Like yeah. there was no freaking way I was going to the Statue of Liberty and not buying this. I saw some kids like wearing this. I yeah. didn't even know there was a gift shop, and I said, "I need that." Where's the gift shop? That's hilarious. Wait, so does that fit like on all heads or what? Yes, it stretches. Oh it's wow! Foam, so it's foam, and oh, it has man. like a little pointy Statue of Liberty at the top. Oh, that is sick! You and it kind of just goes on top of your head when you put it on. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's uh, yeah. No, I feel like that that'd be the weirdest thing. I think for me, if I were to go to New York, I'd probably buy either I'd be really bland, boring, and buy like a mug or something. A I, mug or a shirt? Did you buy a shirt? You had to buy a shirt. I was going to, but 
Like I'm, tr- I was also trying to save a little bit, a little money since I don't have a job yet. So. Oh, okay. So that's fair. That's fair. I n- I don't need that many T-shirts, so like I ho- I held back. But if I'm going back, I I'm buying. Yeah. I'm definitely buying. Oh, I was gonna buy the the NYPD T-shirt. Yeah, you would have to. I saw that on your store. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, when I was going back, uh, when I was going back to the airport, I was late for my plane, so I didn't want to risk uh, it. So wait, how late? Like. Were you like they were already checking in? All your all the people checked in already. Like late? they were entering the the plane. Oh. So like uh, like ten more minutes and the plane would have left me. Were you the people? Did they call your name or the intercom? Be like no, no, Juan no, Diego, no, 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 no. please go no, no. to the. They were boarding group four and oh, okay. I was group nine. So oh okay, I'm yeah, like, you were chilling. Yes, you were chilling. Was it like at the end of the terminal kind of thing? Yes. Oh, so like I wow. passed, I passed like the gift shop and like yeah. I actually wanted to look like choose like a good t-shirt or maybe sweatshirt that's an NYPD. Yeah. But I'm but, gonna have yeah. to go back for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you travel a lot. How about Miami? Did you get anything from Miami? From Miami? Did you go to the beach a lot? I went twice. Okay. I went with I I did go to to. The Sequarium. What is that? Aquarium just with with the animal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically um, an aquarium for sea creatures. <laughs> okay, of course. I didn't buy I I didn't buy anything there, but I did purchase like the feeding animal tickets to like feed oh, oh feed the okay. stingrays. That that confused me for a second. I was like, wait, what? But yeah, not to feed the stingrays and all yeah. that stuff. Feeding the st- the stingrays was actually like what do you what amazing. do they eat? They gave me shrimp. Oh, they eat shrimp. Yes. Oh, okay, that's cool. And it was so funny because, like, when yeah. like they teach, they teach. Okay, you put the the shrimp in your hand, or like hold, uh, close your hand. Yeah. With a, a piece sticking out, and the, the, <laughs> the stingray will come and, and like suck it out of your hand. Is it? Are there? Do they have teeth? No, stingray? they don't. Oh, they just suck it. Like they're else? like fish, so like they don't have anything to chew. Oh, like, okay. At All least right. on the outside. And the weird thing is, like, their their mouth is like on their stomach. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. So like their their whole body kind of just. Overshadows your own hand, right? Because it goes yes, over it. Yes. Yes. And they get excited. Like that's the weird thing. Like there's stuff like flapping and like splashing oh, really? everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they have emotions. Wait. So, considering they're stingrays, don't you have a potential chance to get like stung by their tail? If you step on them. Oh. But they don't like you know turn around and sting you. Kind of oh, you're feeding them. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, like they will sting if they're they're bothered and they feel threatened. Yeah. So like I yeah. think they they teach you like you you do not touch like the top of their heads or their oh, eyes. You don't. You don't like don't like because no. that's something they don't like. You can touch like their wings and stuff because yeah. their wings like naturally like like hit everything. <laughs> yeah. And they're curious, so they expect like to hit things with their wings okay so there you can touch yeah. it there no problem if you're feeding them like they'll they're coming to you not yeah. you coming to them so interesting okay so here's my question yeah i'm gonna switch topics how does miami and new york differ from the bay area like people wise culture wise when you went over there what do you notice well uh, when you only hear spanish you know you've gotten to miami <laughs> really it's just all <laughs> yes. spanish in miami i've yeah like really? that's it's you only hear Spanish like <laughs> I'd say majority of the time. Like there's some okay. an incredible number of Latinos in Miami. And like wow. surprisingly the Cube Cubans. The Cubans, yeah. I heard Cubans I, yeah. dominate that area. I've never heard the Cuban accent like before in real life until uh-huh. I, I went to Miami. And it's so funny. Yeah, I was like, don't you I was about to say, don't you find them their uh, accents hilarious? It's hilarious. Like the first time I, I, I heard it, I was with my, my aunt in um, 
in a restaurant and my the waitress yeah. she was Cuban and she had a thick Cuban accent and I had never heard a Cuban accent in real life just laughing at it. and when she came, and she came up to me and hola niño como ta quiero un poquito más de agua that's not that's, <laughs> like, the, the natural way is like Hola, ni, hola señor, ¿cómo está? ¿Le gustaría un poquito más de agua? So they have a little emphasis. Yeah, that's Hola niño, say. ¿cómo está? <laughs> ¿Cómo está mi niño? So, that's how they speak. Okay. And, now I know now I know how to spot a Cuban. It was, it was so funny and I like my like my cousins would look at me and I'm me like trying to hold my laughter like because she was like doing her job and I was like seriously trying not to laugh at her accent but it was something that I never heard before it was so funny for me that's interesting so did you meet a lot of Cubans when you went over to Miami? I met a, like two or three two or three? okay yes uh, my, my cousin she's dating a, not a Cuban Cuban but a uh -huh. Cuban family American <laughs> wait she's dating a Cuban family? <laughs> wait like, uh, okay what? Uh, no, second, gen second generation Cuban. Okay, I would say it. Sorry, yeah. I was I'm thinking of the word. Like he's not Cuban himself, but he was yeah, raised by family. by his family. Cuban came, okay, yeah, yeah I, his I family is Cuban. I get that. I get that. Okay, and so you hung around family most of the time when you're in Miami, yeah, and New York. Okay, how about New York? What's what's the culture difference in there? I heard they're really busy. No one cares. No one cares about you, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're very they're very busy. Uh, I saw some crazy thing like people walking in like skirts in like minus six degrees. I saw that <laughs> on it your was... story. There was a guy with shorts on. Yes, like that oh. was like crazy. What is going on <laughs> in this city? What is like what? What? Dang. I, I don't understand. Like, okay, that's not human. <laughs> how, what was the coldest that when you were there? Like what, like negative something? Uh, okay, I, I remember in my story I put like it was minus six Celsius, but. Uh, It was like 22 Fahrenheit. What? Yes. That's hella cold. That's hella oh cold. Oh my. And people were wearing shorts and skirts over there? I know. Oh, heck It wasn't no. everyone, but like, like you, you'll see it like every now and then. Wow. And like, you were I, like bundled up too, huh? Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, the New Yorker said it's not that cold because like, eventually like it went up to 40 degrees, like I think like That's one of those days. Yeah, but cool. I was freaking. Like yeah. I'm Latino. Like, I'm like, I like warm weather. Like, yeah, for you to go to Miami all the way to New York is completely. Yes, that's why I that's why I like, carried so much <laughs> luggage, like because I had to bring like a full on like ski suit because yeah. I know I get cold. Like I know yeah. I need that. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. And also like shorts and like uh, summer wear. I went to like completely opposite climates in this trip, and it was like crazy. Wait, so for New York and Miami, did you go to any social events or any like parties? Or yes, actually. Uh, not in Miami, but in New York. I went for the New York Encounter. Oh, wow. uh, that was the main reason I went to New York Encounter. It's a, it's an event uh, sponsored by a Catholic group called Community Liberation. That's international. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the that's the one you go to. Yes, okay. uh, I'm part of it. And usually, it started like the meeting. In, like, the main event is like in Europe called the meeting. That is like ginormous. I went there as a yeah. kid, and like in the U.S., they have like a slightly smaller version called the New York Encounter. Okay. And it's basically, it's sponsored by Catholic, but it's basically focused, like, to bring people together and, like, um, really promote, like, human encounter for people who are, like, completely different from all walks of life. Oh, that's awesome. That's and cool. it's, like, very interesting, the speakers and the stories you hear in, those, in the encounter. Because okay. they brought even somebody from... Um, I'm a blues musician who engaged with Ku Klux Klan leader 
Wow. Yeah, and I saw they, that on your story too. Yeah, and they became friends. They not only became friends, they became so much, so close. Yeah. That the the KKK leader basically asked, like the the father of uh, his father-in-law wasn't available for his wedding. Yeah. So he, a black man, was asked to walk the the bride down the aisle. Wow. Wow. Wait, really? Yes. That is cool. And she, that is he's, awesome. He brought videos. He showed that it appeared on CNN. It was yeah. like news headlines like, to say, like, I'm not lying. I cannot make this stuff up. <laughs> so, so wait, in their story, and I'm assuming that's, like, one of the best stories that you heard while you were there. What uh, what inspired, or, like, what was the context behind the story? Like, how did they become best friends? How did they just... Because basically he spoke, he was speaking about like the racism in the country, yeah. uh, the move, the white supremacist movements that are present, yeah. and that in, I, I don't remember exactly the towns or the, the incidents that happened, but it's basically a white supremacist rally or something. Okay. And he was shocked. He was shocked at seeing like people moved by hate. Uh, okay, that's fair. And yeah. he said he wanted to. He said like we cannot just leave that like because he couldn't fit into his mind like why would somebody hate me if they don't know and they don't they don't know me are you talking about the african-american yeah he, that's what he was saying he was okay, saying why right. can somebody hate me and they don't and they don't, they don't know me yeah and so he did what he did actually was pick up a phone uh-huh. and call and contact like the leader of that rally that that guy wow that's that's some big kahunas and he and he said i want to talk to you yeah. And hear your story And so he went to his house Wow That's... It was all with uh, Confederate everything oh Of course gosh. Okay And they talked about history He explained his side of his own story And he, he corrected some of the his, history that, that he was saying Yeah and, event, and he said You know I want to invite you to the Black History, Black history Museum Wow And he accepted Really? And so they wow. went through the Black History Museum, Black History Museum together, uh-huh. uh, and she showed pictures of them like entering, how he was like holding his wife tightly, and like he went with a Confederate flag bandana. Yeah, to like kind of represent where he was coming from. Yeah, yeah. But after, like, at the end of the day, he said he basically the joke. I work fast, so this was him at the end of the day. He was like hugging him, like taking him, like smiling. <laughs> Wow, so it's just love, compassion, all yeah, that, like the understanding. And he said, like, he's come a long way. Like, I've helped him. He, he, he went from a point of like total hate mm-hmm. to now he's like to becoming friends. That's cool. That's dope. And yeah, and basically he said he ended his his presentation saying that we cannot allow like this to go on. And like the reason, the main reason why they hate they hate. It's because they haven't had enough interaction with people who are different to understand. Yeah, to understand. And they said everything. Like, if you want to to fight the fight fight this mentality and this hate, it begins with conversation, civil conversation, and reaching out. That's and that was like, well, that was powerful. That yeah, that it was sounds crazy. powerful. I'm like, I'm here like listening to it. Oh, dude, that's so perfect to understand someone's story that you may hate in the past you might have hated in the past and to kind of just like befriend them and then now complete best friends or you know even like at the wedding best hand kind yes. of yes it's like wow that's that's beautiful and so that the you said the encounter right the new york yes. encounter and that's that's all it's a catholic kind of thing yes it's sponsored by catholics so sponsored by catholic. i think i would say mainly the people who go there are catholic so yeah. yeah and that happens annually 
Yes, every year. It's a free event in New York. Okay. Uh, basically, after contact, since a lot of people from the CL movement here like go to New York for the, the, the conference. Yeah. So I basically contacted some friends and like, I would like to go because I heard great things about it. Yeah. And we rented an Airbnb in New York and, and I found a, a plane ticket from Miami to New York for like $60. And that's cheap compared to that, here to New York. That's cheap. Yeah, wow. And that's even, a smart plan. Yeah. And even like from from San Francisco to Miami, I only paid $120. It was only $120? To, what? And it was it was on the, the day wow. before the Super Bowl. Oh. Isn't it, wouldn't that wouldn't that be cheaper though? No, because like all okay, the plane was full of Niners fans. Oh yeah, it I was saw like, that too. Yes, you saw it on my story. Yeah, like, you were was, just telling I wanted to freaking sleep and all I could hear was let's go Niners. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, unfortunately, they lost. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, to Miami, I mean, from you, you know, Miami to New York, that's $50, $60 around when you went. Yeah. And in Miami, you didn't rent an Airbnb. You stayed with what? With friends? In Miami, I stayed with my aunt. Uh, she just moved to, to Miami. Okay. So, I stayed with her. Got it. Got it. So, this whole trip that you took, it was how long did, were you gone for? For three weeks, so basically a month, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was two weeks in Miami and one week in New That's York. That's crazy. So what's the, what's the future looking like for you now? Now that you're back in the Bay, dude, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't know. You like, be, are you okay with disclosing some of it? Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, so as you know, I just finished DVC. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. I'm very happy. Awesome. It's a good achievement. Good feet. Yes. So basically, I instead of just transferring to a four-year school, yeah, I got the, the opportunity like to apply for OPT. That's basically optional practical training for international students. Okay. So the U.S. government, the the law is with each level of education you achieve, mm-hmm. the U.S. Gav- government can grant you a full year of work authorization, and that's called OPT. Yeah. And I applied for that, and my OPT card arrived earlier this this month. Hey, nice! Yeah, you can work. I'm very happy. I can work. I can work, bro. Can work. Oh my <laughs> god! It's weird because usually people who live here live here. They're like, I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to work at all. But you're like, I want to work. I freaking want to work. work. Why like, do you want to work? I'm, I'm curious. Because there's something. How do I explain it? It's... There's something magical about working. There's not a, it's not only mad it's not just magical I would say yeah. it's it's dignifying like for you to go out and be able to produce to provide not only for you but for others uh-huh. like man man itself can it's part of their dignity you can you gain your dignity that's like by working that's interesting okay you don't think you can gain your dignity by anything else doing anything else in society I know it's a deep isn't question. Doing any, yeah, but isn't doing anything else still like working at some level? Like a song that, like if you're producing, if like you're, if you're basically going out producing, and like it's, but it's like a part. It's a part of our nature. Like we like it's part of like laying down our it's something that even I would say like part of like love. Like laying down, like laying down your life uh, to help others. Okay. To, to to like work in society like sacrificing and, yeah. something of yours to produce something great for others or for yourself exactly for the greater good yeah, yeah and it's something that you that you miss and it's 
it's sad not having like especially like I'm like not in my case but like in extreme cases like countries where there's no work yeah uh, it's almost like there's a lack of dignity like you can't you can't work there's not opportunities and you can't produce it's like it's like sad it's like there's miss you feel something missing yeah because that's cool I've because I've seen like that happen in so many places yeah no, the reason I'm saying like that's cool for I was I said that's cool is because that the perspective that you have and that knowledge or that will that will to kind of work in this environment here in the Bay Area and to just want to work is very interesting like I said people who grew up here like me we're, we're like ah, oh, I don't want to work today. <laughs> I'm like, oh. but you're like you just got your work permit, like, you yes. know, and you're ready to go. You know, you're I'm ready, like, ready to go. I'm ready to do it. And so my question: What was the when was the last time you worked? Like work, work. Last time I worked, yeah. Oh, like I said, um, school, I, right? It was yeah during school because yeah. now and then like I could get work a temporal work authorization like for a semester okay. or for a brief project. Yeah. I think last time I work I was working for Netflix on 13 vs. Y like as an extra yeah okay I remember that yes because yeah, cool. they hire you like for a day or two yeah you know oh. I tried going for an extra spot in San Francisco for I don't know I forgot what what I, I wanted to go for an extra I wanted to try it out and see what it, being an extra would oh, be oh yeah because like. they're filming they're filming Netflix and so, no, yeah. no, no, sorry uh, Na- Matrix Matrix yes they're filming Matrix yeah are you gonna go for that Yes. Okay, you have to, bro. You I have, have to. to. I know you got. Like, I got some invit. I got some invitations uh, to to like send to like apply and be and be hired for some days. Yeah. But I wasn't here. I was traveling. So. Yeah. Because my my OPT, my OPT card arrived early. I was expecting to arrive like the end of this month, but yeah. it arrived early. And what I, what exit are we going on, by the way? Oh, so we're like I, driving. So do you not remember your exit? I don't drive. <laughs> so <laughs> that's okay. I'll take the way that I know you last time because I I think I I know I know. Um. But so now that you work permit, you're now you're applying to jobs. Yes, I'm okay. sending out applications, everything. I'm mostly applying to jobs in Los Angeles because I really want to move to that's Los Angeles. That's where you want to go. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. You you yes. still want to go to uh, CS uh, Long Beach? Yeah, CS, CSU, Long CSU, Beach, CSU Long Beach, uh, or uh, USC. USC USC for USC. film. Yes. Yeah. That's that was a bit. That was. Uh, I would need a scholarship for that. Yeah, for sure. This is expensive. If I be, if I if I win the green card lottery in May, and the results come like uh, May fifth, then definitely. And I only go. only one person can win that, right? No, no, no it's uh, per country. Like they give a certain percentage. Oh, that's. I know, cool. like the chances, the estimated chances in Peru to win it are like one in a hundred, or one in or best case scenario one in twenty five. So there was like a last minute rule change. That's so much better than. The actual lottery. Yes. Yeah. That's why I applied. And like, well, that's why I have hopes. That's why I'm going to mass very frequently. Pray to God, God, please. Yes. Give this to me, please. St. Jude must must be having like petitions <laughs> from all over the world. All over the world. Especially from you. <laughs> so yes, a lot. For me too. Thousands. Okay, cool. So, and then your end goal is to what? Be in the industry, film industry? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I would love to. Like, if I basically, I look at things like, where opportunities lie so like, mm-hmm. I, ap- I apply for everything and like wherever I get off or like opportunities like I'll go for it that's cool I believe things happen for a reason so yeah. like as long as like you do your best and like go for it like yeah so you if you if thing. you were given an opportunity to go into like the tech world the tech not like oof <laughs> tech okay. world say, Juan Diego I want you to code for me you know like 
Python or something for four months, like a contract, and I'll pay you. Would you do it? That's a big if and a lot of fantasy in it because also like I plan like you have your gifts for something. Yeah. And I do not have gifts for math. For math. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it that way. Like, okay, I can do it. It requires a lot of work. Let's say for some reason, like, yes, I do get a yeah. great opportunity in tech world. I, I might pursue it because, again, you never know where you can build something great or true. beautiful for the world. Very true. So, but I don't think it might ever happen because, I, I, yeah, I don't have a talent for those. Okay. It's, like, very hard for me. I, like I said, I could do it with a lot of effort, but... yeah. But you play off your strengths kind of thing. Yeah. I get that. I understand that. I, I think that's a lot. I don't know if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Gary no. Huh? You don't know who that is? I do not. Oh, you don't? He's a very famous entrepreneur oh. in the world of social media. Um, but, no, he says it all the time. He's like, play to your strengths rather than your weaknesses. Um, but since we're almost to your house, and this is kind of being the end of the podcast, I wanted to talk about your faith, like, you know, Catholicism, mm-hmm. Catholic, how that was like for you growing up. Um, but you being a Catholic, how long have you been a Catholic? Your whole life, yeah? Yes. I would say I drifted away a little bit, like, uh, think around the sense from age 10. And I kind of came back to it a little later for my confirmation. Okay. Let's say uh, around 15. Got it. Do you find, okay, so from a Catholic to a Catholic, do you find like there are some points in your life where it's like super strong and some points where it's just really weak? Or are you more like continuous, like consistent? I would ask well, I would say that it does, like, life has its up and downs, mm-hmm. and sometimes you do experience spiritual dryness. Yeah. Can I make a left here? Uh, no, the next, the one. next one, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, it is common to some, sometimes pass through periods of spiritual dryness. Yeah. But it shouldn't be discouraging, because, okay. like, it's, it's a period of trial, I say I like I build it like I think of it and like the Catholic Church teaches that way that it's if okay. if it happens like it's just, it's it may be like a, tr- a trial uh-huh. that you have to overcome and there's something that you can learn from it Very true. like okay, anything so. like any bad thing in life like you can like as a Catholic we're 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 met we're invited to to believe that not only not only that we're not alone that we have a presence we have somebody with us mm-hmm. that's gonna help us get through it and that if it's happen, and even if it's like terrible mm-hmm. or I mean it's discouraging like you say yeah like we're meant to ask same thing same thing as like a parents like if your mom like if a stranger stranger slaps you like you may slap back but if your mom slaps you then you ask why uh, that's very true so I mean I'm not gonna hit her, but <laughs> no, of course, <laughs> like no. no the... Sorry, mom. <laughs> but yeah, no. Okay, ask the reason why. Yeah, ask the reason why and see where it leads. Is that? And here's my question: Is I think you know a lot of time in the faith that we're in, we always ask a lot of questions, right, and expect mm-hmm. an answer. Um, but for the most case, how do you deal with not getting the answer that you want, or you know, finding an answer? Because I. I for myself, and I think I speak for a lot of people here, is you ask God for a lot of things in life, and you keep asking and asking, and then majority of those things, I'd say maybe like 80, 90% of those things, maybe don't even come true, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like 10% of that is actually true, but it's something like kind of modified to a different level, you know, if that makes sense. 
Um, yeah. So it's just like, I think a lo- what I'm getting at here is that I think a lot of people, especially when I was younger, my faith was always around like, okay, God answering my prayers kind of thing. But, you know, there are some times where he doesn't answer your prayers. And in that time, like, how do you stay strong in your faith? Okay, there are a lot of questions in that question. <laughs> yeah, how, well, that last question, how do you stay strong in your faith? How do you stay strong in your faith? Um, <laughs> is that a question for me? <laughs> you ask you like it's a question. No, no, no. I think I think I think I have an answer. Come, 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 give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's fine. Uh, how to stay strong in faith? I would say keep asking, keep praying, okay. and don't let the question like don't stop asking. Like just because it's unanswered, it doesn't mean it's not there for a reason. Like, as Catholics, we're supposed to, like, look at reality. We're supposed to open our eyes. We're supposed to ask more and more questions and seek answers. Maybe we're not invited, oh, demand it. I want an answer right now because we're not God. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, the movie in Spanish, Estodo Poderoso, the one with Jim Carrey, uh, uh, that he became God. Do you remember? I don't remember. Well, I don't there remember. was that movie. Yeah. And... Basically, the, there was one phrase in the movie that, that basically he was speaking to God, and God says, and he said, I just wanted everyone to be happy and get what they want. And basically, God in the movie answered, Since when do people have the slightest clue what makes them happy? That's very true. <laughs> That's very That's true. true. No one actually knows what makes them happy. They think they may know, they think yeah. they may know, they have an idea, but they never know. Also, something like in the encounter, there was also there was also uh, somebody telling the story. Some actors from SAG after that came by, yeah, and, <laughs> and they were performing a piece. And there was one that that also like touching the same subject, like a, a mother that was talking about dreams, and she said like several times in life you achieve something that you really want, yeah, but then there's something missing, something that is that one. Yeah. Sorry, this one, yeah. Something that's missing, something that disappoints you, uh-huh. and again, like everything, hap- everything's there for a reason. So, like, like C.S. Lewis said, like if nothing in this world can satisfy this, then mm-hmm. the logic, only logical explanation is that we were not made for this world. Wow, that was deep. Okay, well, thank, thank you for you. answering that question, Juan. We are now here at Juan Diego's house. We're going to end the podcast here. If you guys have any questions about his trip to New York, Miami, or about Catholicism, because he's a really big Catholic. Yeah. Awesome in his faith. I lo- I, you inspire me every single day. Just to let you know. Thank you. For my faith. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, hit me up and I'll hit him up. Um, do, you have any, do you have an Instagram or anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, at JD, like that little line thing on uh, the bottom. Underscore. Yeah. JD underscore Barantes, B A R R A N T E S. Awesome. Great, guys. All right. Well, hope you guys have a great week. Prayers out to you guys for having an amazing week, an amazing day, wherever you are. Keep smiling. Life is too short, guys. Um, always. Always. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Andrew Pahez, your host, and you guys are listening to Contemporary Mind. Guys, it's all about modern-day mindset, the perspective from millennials, Generation X, Generation Z, Y, wherever you're from, youngings, this is our perspective, and this is why I created this podcast. Today, I'm actually interviewing my good friend Juan Diego. He's coming back from his trip, uh, trips, Miami and New York. Um, we also speak a little bit about his Catholic Catholicism, um, his religion, 
being a Catholic and what is that what that is like um, just because I'm also a Catholic myself so getting into some of that perspective but I hope you guys enjoy the mic wasn't working this time around I did get a new one he did provide me a new one but that was more towards the end um, so it's gonna be a little bit rough on the audio anyways if you guys have any questions my name is Andrew you have you guys have my Instagram it's at Aloha Pahez hope you guys enjoy peace out <laughs>